0: Welcome to the UK and Man podcast, episode 76. I'm Josh. I'm Tim. And I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, Found on Road Dead.
1: Right, guys, welcome back to the You Can Man podcast, where we believe what one man can do, you can do as well, with a little help from your friends, and you got to have the proper know-how. I don't know how much know-how we're going to give these guys this week, you know? I don't know. Talking about found on road dead, sounds like we're going to talk about some old Ford trucks. Yeah. That's exactly no? what we're going to talk about. We're I think
2: we've got a lot of knowledge around Yeah, I say
1: that. We do have a lot of know-how.
0: We do have know-how. We also have a lot of things we don't know, which you have to acknowledge,
1: this um. is true, and we're going to get into that because this week we're all about our old trucks. And you might be thinking, I know that Tim has an old Bronco, and I've heard about Dave's... Not-so-old Bronco. Not-so-old Bronco, the ugly years, as I like to say. Watch it. <laughs> and But Josh just recently got a 1972 Ford F100. Yeah. And I personally think it's beautiful. She's cherry. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it was
0: fun. I mean, having Judd on the podcast last week was uh, it changed my life. Shout out to um, Judd, right? Yeah. he So Judd did through. me a solid. This was a beautiful you can man orchestration, I guess we'll call it. So yeah, my wife and I greenlit this F one hundred purchase, and it is not a Cherry F100. It it needs some love. And
1: you, well, we should tell our listeners that Josh has been looking for an old truck for quite some time. That's right. Yeah. He's been looking, but this
2: was also a little, you kind of jumped on this. You weren't intending on buying a truck, right?
1: Right. No.
0: Yes. I mean, as of a week before we bought the truck, there was no intent to buy a truck. Right. So this was green light. That night I looked saw one I mean that's what rich people it, do like <laughs> rich people are like oh, I'm going to buy a truck today yeah. that's what you did yeah call me rich so we look we saw one called it called on it the next morning gone it was, it was local it's pretty local truck great price it was gone so found another one and the reason I liked it is it looked pretty good had a decent paint job the body looked pretty straight but it was four wheel drive and manual factory which are is pretty rare for those F100s I wasn't even looking for manual or four-wheel drive. I was actually leaning toward two-wheel drive automatic uh, just for simplicity, but it was a great-looking truck, and it caught me, and so I called on it, and the guy's like, my phone's blowing up. You got to get here. I won't go into the whole story, but John Melton from Nashville Early Bronco has been on the show recently. The truck was not local. The truck was not local. It was up in Smyrna, Tennessee, sort of near John. I mean, he had to do a little driving to get there, but he totally did me a solid and went out there and gave the truck the once-over, gave his you know, stamp of approval on it, said it's decent price for what I'm getting, which is what I'm looking for, I guess. He knows way more about old trucks than I do, so... He gave me the thumbs up. Then I'm like, how am I going to get this truck back? It can't drive from Smyrna, Tennessee to Georgia. It's not going to make it. It's not in that good a condition. Called up our buddy Judd, who's got crazy massive trucks and
1: big old trailers. I think he has 42 trailers, if I'm not mistaken. 42 dump trailers. I think Um, he has like
2: 47. (laughs) Three of them are unaccounted for. He
1: He also
0: has a car hauler, and in this case, a truck hauler. So we rode up there in a brand new... Dodge dually longhorn edition. I think it was maxed out. It, you couldn't even tell it was pulling my truck. Anyway, Judd and I road
1: tripped up there with our sons and man. And if you're a diehard you can man fan, you would have followed our Instagram stories. That I posted, and you would have seen pictures of Josh's truck. Yeah, we might
0: post up, at least in the Facebook group. I'll, I'll throw out a couple more pics oh, yeah. up there. Um, got to. It's a truck, you know, it, it looks good from far, but it's far from good. There you go. Um, so we're going to get into more of the detail. Uh, yeah, the but I'm, I'm glad you gave that. us the
1: a uh, little bit of the backstory of how you got it. And this is within the past few weeks. I mean, Josh just got this thing. Yep. So he's looking into all this kind of stuff that he's doing. So we thought we'd give you guys backgrounds on the old trucks that we have, what we've done with them, what we need to do to them, what's holding us back from keeping it running like it should and all that. But first, guys, just play a little bit of catch up. What's been going on this week? Man, let's bring it back to Judd again. I got a chimney cap Courtesy of our
0: buddy Judd Cahoon. Timing couldn't be better. He actually put in the order for it before he was on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we got it installed I saw it. It looks nice.
2: It looks awesome. Shout out. So it, does, y'all it, does get like, it does look good. We're all, well, I don't know about Tim, but I'm getting. I'm finally getting my roof fixed. Ooh. Okay. Finally getting that getting the back roof. porch roof. Yeah, so for listeners that aren't up to date, I have a, well, you're probably up to date because I haven't done anything about this roof in like four years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, that's not true. the one that actively leaks. Yeah, that's an exaggeration. Um, it, you know, it leaks into the into the screened in porch. So it's not leaking into the house. But whenever it rains, that roof leaks onto the porch. And uh, it's just time, man. I got to get it fixed. So found a guy's coming out, putting a metal roof up there. Nice. All right.
1: right, gonna get it done. Well, I'll have to worry about that for a while. So that's good. Hopefully not. Yeah. We'll see. Have you guys ever left your gas grill on? And by a gas grill I mean propane. <laughs> no, because I am
2: like nah. I'm really neurotic about my grill when I when I use it, which is not in the past it hadn't been very often, I've been using it a lot more lately, but uh I'm real crazy about turning that thing off.
1: I usually am too, and I was done using it, but I kind of wanted to burn off some of the stuff, you know. And so I left it on. I was like, I'll come right back out and I'll turn this on. <laughs> no, you're not that good. And bro. I didn't. I left the thing running on all all night i guess there i, I mean i don't know how long it actually went it and burned then, itself out yeah and then i thought about it i was like oh i bet i totally left that thing on like, sure <laughs> enough the thing was clean i will say Wait, that. the burners <laughs> were going no okay no, no, no. I, I mean like, by the time i realized it the next day obviously it was toast. The tank ran out yeah yeah and i had i had pretty much just replaced <laughs> the tank nice. so i just essentially blew through twenty dollars that's good yeah, that's good. I love but that. it was a uh, a reminder to me that I want to convert my grill to natural yes. gas. Wow! So what I I had re plumbed our <laughs> <I> had plumbed <laughs> our fireplace and I put in a you know a, a, a gas what am what I what am I what's the word I'm trying to look for the natural gas line? Na, yeah, I put the natural gas line. It was already there, but I had to redo for it for a pilot for the yeah exactly for a start yep. a fire starter. Yep. And so when I did that, I ran the line kind of like outside on our patio, and I left a T in the line for a future. Spot. solid. That is next level. <laughs> to uh, hook up a gas grill. So I got to do that. So I, I understand there's some sort of con- converting something or other parts you got to do because... Maybe we should research and do a show on I it. know. So if uh, any of our listeners have done this before, you could post on our Facebook group and uh, school me on how that's done. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll look it up on Sounds YouTube. like a fun project.
2: I will yeah. say kind of in that vein, Tim, I've left an oven on for... Like a weekend,
1: no. Yeah,
2: this was a long time ago. It was uh, sorry, mom and dad. I was at your house, <laughs> and uh, I everybody went out of town. I like used the oven to cook a pizza or something. And that's uh, the only thing you knew how to cook. That's, that's all. Right? Well, that's yeah. still all I know how to cook. But yeah, I came back from the weekend trip or whatever. The ovens on like five hundred degrees. It's an electric oven. Wow, running all weekend.
1: <laughs> I bet that thing was clean too, right? <laughs> Eh, who knows yeah okay another thing uh, today is my son's 10th birthday happy wow, birthday know, happy, Luke happy birthday Luke that's a milestone right there yeah for you and so he had been asking for a pellet gun and I was like oh, I don't know I don't know and I was legitimately considering yep. like I mm, I don't know you're, you're probably not quite old enough Tim I got he's, my first BB gun when I was 5 years old okay well you know he's got BB guns okay in fact he's got a he's got a BB pistol co2 pistol that yeah. thing is awesome so i was still kind of debating pelicans can be serious you know mm-hmm. he was totally not expecting to get it and i got him one oh, oh dad christmas, came through christmas story to josh me. i don't know if you heard earlier today uh because you do work from home so maybe you would have heard this but we fired the thing and i was like okay that's a lot louder than i thought it was <laughs> you know what be.
0: i heard something and i was like That wasn't a gunshot, but that was
1: loud. I I didn't think anything. Yeah, it basically sounds like a decent fire firecracker
0: yeah it was like almost 22 level sound that i heard
1: oh yeah now this is a break barrel like serious yeah. spring load i mean it's uh, he can't even he can't cock the thing i mean mm. he can't do the break barrel thing i have to do it it takes like 30 pounds of pressure okay incentive for him to start yeah lifting. it's got a scope i mean it's sweet i mean i was telling my wife i kind of bought it for myself too a little <laughs> like, yeah, bit because i've done that yeah you know <laughs> I, I bought my three-year-old a bb gun but you know who it was for <laughs> it was for from- right. So anyways, but he's already so we shot and I was like, "Oh, uh that's that's a lot louder than I was thinking it was going to be." Cuz I've shot can't other rattle it off in the neighborhood all the time. Yeah, I've shot other pellet guns and they were not that loud, right. right? So this thing has got some kick behind yeah, it. Yeah. So he's already asking about a silencer. Okay, nice. so suppress ask, suppressor. suppressor, suppressor. Come on, sorry, <laughs> suppressor, suppressor. He's already asking about that. Do you guys even know if you can do that you on a pellet gun? So when you said that it was
2: super loud, I immediately thought, oh, you got to suppress it. You can do that.
1: I don't know. For a all, gun? Yeah, I don't know all the ins it's and outs. It's on YouTube, but, guaranteed. But yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a thing. I'll have to look into that. Maybe I'll post that on the on the Facebook well, group.
0: He can help with the coyotes because they're back. I've oh, I know. Heard them I heard them. times
1: this week. Yeah, and for our listeners who don't know, I'm sure we've talked about what it before be in the saga. past. Yeah, we we have a coyote problem. We live in just the the burbs of Metro Atlanta and Mar- Marietta, Georgia, and our neighborhood. We've got nice big lots, and we have a couple empty lots in between houses where. Uh, a valley kind of is with the little creek that runs through it. And it is prime habitat, apparently, for coyotes. Yeah. They took Josh's dog. No. <laughs>
0: they might have ate her carcass. They might yeah. have. Yeah.
1: Now, when we say that we've got them close, I mean that I could step out my basement door, throw a rock, and probably hit one of them. Yes. I'm not exaggerating. Yes. They are within yeah. 100 feet. Yep. Of our where where we live yeah, where right? we're recording right now exactly <laughs> something needs to be done about and there things. there is a pack of them yep. and they they'll come and there's go. at
0: least four or five.
1: Oh, there oh there's gotta two, be two mornings you two had m- one stare you down one time
2: right? yeah
0: that was a couple of years ago I think that was when they had um, the disease I don't mm, know that the mange? one was actually weird yeah but they look good now because two days ago one just trotted through trotted through my yard and came up into your yard and went in the woods and. Yeah, good, good looking coyote.
1: So I mean, I have to have cow- I have to have legitimate talks with my kids. Like, okay, so the coyotes are here now. They'll probably be here for a few more days. So don't go down to the woods. Yeah, uh, they just kind of come and go. They'll come for I don't know, like three four days, yep. and then they'll they'll move on. But they they are so loud. It's whenever an ambulance goes by. Whenever an ambulance goes well, by, well that fires them up. that or they make a kill. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Well, every so?
0: time I hear it, I hear the ambulance. And then I hear them. Okay, start going. maybe not. But,
1: I heard them late last night and early this morning. Okay, yeah.
2: Anyway, so the Pelican, Maybe I can't can. believe you guys. I can't believe they still live they there. Because, like, if I, if this were my house, I like I'm a law abiding citizen, <laughs> but I would deal with those animals. We don't. They don't do anything yet. They could. You know? Yeah, they could. Yeah. You got small kids. Everything's around got here.
1: potential. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe we should go on the hunt. I mean, there are traps we can use. Yeah, I'm not interested. No, <laughs> I might do it. All right. Okay. Let's get into talking about trucks. Enough with the coyotes. All right. Okay. Let's give a little bit of backstory for listeners who don't know, maybe they're just joining us. We've already heard about Josh's brand new, well, not brand new, 1972 Ford F100. Now, obviously, you saw the title of this show, Found on Road Dead. Little, little uh, jab there at Ford because all of our trucks have been found on the road dead from time to time. And so, hey, we love Fords here, but uh, we're not beyond poking a little fun at them. Uh, Equal from,
0: opportunity. Yeah.
1: Yep. So I have a 1975 Ford Bronco. So that's in the classic years. They made them from 66 to 77. It's the OG Bronco. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I bought that thing in, I think, 2007 thinking, okay, I'm going to just like do a paint job and just drive it. I'm just gonna, you know, because it 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 drove not well, but it did. That was gonna be your like your daily commuter. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, just gonna, you know, do a little do a little thing here, tinker on it, and that slowly snowballed into a full frame <laughs> off rest, rest rest restoration. And it took me about a year. Me and my friend Brandon uh, totally stripped the thing. It was down. on the
0: small engine podcast?
1: Uh, Yes, my friend Brandon, he was on the uh, Small Engine Repair Basics uh, podcast. I don't remember which uh, number that was, but he helped me tremendously with uh, the restoration of that Bronco. And yeah, I've done a crazy amount to it. I mean, I took the body off of the frame. If you ever get an old truck and you don't want to spend a ton of money on it, do not take the body off. (laughs) That's what I always tell people, because if you take the body off, then you went through all of that trouble to do it, and then you're going to realize, well, I can't not change all the brake lines and the fuel lines and pressure wash the frame and paint it. You can't not do Oh, you know what? I might as well go ahead and redo all the wiring on the frame. And, well, it's so easy to get to now, we might as well replace all of the suspension. I mean, and this gas tank, it's got to go because, I mean, it's super easy to get to now. And look how old it is, right? So, as you can imagine, everything just snowballs because you no longer have any obstruction to all of these components. Mm-hmm. You kind of just start. I got to do it and it just adds yeah. up and 150 adds here, up.
0: 150 there 200 here
1: it's ridiculous there. yeah like even even stuff down to like buying some nice clips like insulated clips to run my fuel line in right um just uh when I say insulated I'm just like padded nice clips that I secured to the frame it, it just it just starts adding up like crazy yeah, and, but there's no other time. There's seriously like you just think about it. You're like I'm, I'm, I'm. You'll probably, never see this part again. I will yeah. never do this again. I'm just, I'm got to do it. I got to yeah. do it. So what ended up, you know, I bought it and I'm thinking I'm going to put, you know, maybe a couple thousand into it and just. That's why I was telling you, Josh. I was like, uh huh, because Josh is having the same kind of language that I had. Going into, it. I think he might actually stick to it. But yeah, I have a wife. Yeah, you didn't well, have no, a wife. I, at no, the time. no, I did. did. I, I, I did. A new, brand I new, brand new wife. All yeah, right. I don't know how I got away with it. I, she, she really, looking back, she should not have. She, done mar- that. she married into <laughs> it, didn't she? No. Oh, she didn't marry. No, into this it. was oh, this was four years into marriage. Oh, I don't know okay. how this happened. I didn't Good on you. That. I don't know how this happened, but it did. So passion thank, thank you, Bethany. Uh, I've got this gorgeous Bronco now because of my gorgeous wife. <laughs> uh, so I redid the motor as well. And then I had to replace all the floor plan- floor pans in the vehicle because all of them were rusted out. So much work and painted it, of course. And I think I dropped the transmission of that thing. I don't know how many times. I mean, it, it's been crazy. When we first put everything back together... Uh, the machine shop. So I did have somebody redo the motor for me. I didn't redo the motor, so I took it to a machine shop. Well, part of the balancing process of balancing a motor, you want to put the the, uh, the flex plate on it. And they did that, but they put a smaller one than it's supposed to have. But I didn't know because, I, I don't know. Anyways, I got it back. we put everything back together. Well, the starter didn't engage the flex plate. So it would not start. So when, when I would go to Classic. start it, Classic it was just starter. like, Wee! So the starter was not hitting anything. It's because I had a smaller flex plate and it wasn't hitting it. So oh what my. does that mean? Totally. That means that I had to drop the transmission to get a hold of this thing and to replace it. Anyways. We're totally d-
2: tracking with you over here, 100%. <laughs> Look, so we, we bottom, get it, Tim. Okay. You, you've done everything to your Sorry. Bronco. I've done nothing to mine.
1: Okay. I've done nothing to my So Bronco. that was
0: Tim's background. He did a full ground-up rebuild frame-off. All the
1: wiring, too. Everything. 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 everything.
0: He touched everything on the car. So as much as you could do to it, he did to yeah, it, when, to the truck.
1: You guys have probably thought about what would it be like to take an entire car apart I mean, I pretty, much, pretty did much did that.
0: Yeah, so I was actually uh, on on the drive with Judd up towards Nashville. We were asking, um, or I asked him if he'd ever done a full rebuild of a car, and he goes, "Yeah, I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> Never again." Was the
1: was the. Yeah. You end up with extra bolts too. (laughs) Nice.
2: Yeah. The problem, the problem right now. So I have a Bronco as well, 1989. This is a full size Bronco to the untrained eye. It's the OJ Bronco and it is that same generation, but it's a, it's a little bit different. 89. I think he was in a 94 to 96, but anyway, I've got an 89. It's not running right now. It's been sitting for a little while. I inherited it from my dad because he doesn't drive anymore. Yeah. I've had two kids in daycare. So I just haven't had any, number one, I haven't had any time. Number two, I haven't had any money. To, to get this thing running. And so... Sell that motorcycle. Yeah, I'm not ready to do that. Um, but anyway, so I'm ready to get it fixed up a little bit. I want to drive it around. I need to take it to Home Depot. Like, I, I'm tired of, you know, pulling up in the Toyota Highlander to try and get a piece of plywood in there that never fits. It's embarrassing. So got to get the Bronco running. But I'm kind of just mulling it over. Like, what am I going to do? I don't have time to do a frame-off restoration of this thing. I don't even have time, I don't think, to get it and running. Is it it's worth the,
0: it? at that point like for you so we're given current status you guys just heard the status of mine i just bought it it runs it drives barely but yeah for me to do it like a frame off full restoration like i just saw one on bring a trailer that was it's my dream car like it was it's the dream f100 if i could build one like it i actually have thoughts of mimicking it as much as i can with mine that was ground up, full rebuild, just like you did. And a guy did it himself. I don't think he was like a super high-end professional or anything, just this old guy that did it over the past 10 years or so. Gorgeous car. I was thinking like this thing is going for 40 k plus. Easy. It sold for twenty six thousand dollars. No. So like, even if I were to like do that, or if Dave on the eighty nine Bronco, that's not one of the desirable years of Broncos. How dare you? Like, what are we gonna? What are, what's the return on that? Well,
1: let's know? give some numbers too, because if I was a listener, I'd I think that I'd want to know. Because if I'm if I'm mulling over buying an old truck, mm-hmm. I would want to know the numbers. So. For my Bronco, now this was, I bought this in 2007. You so got this, in while the getting was good. Yes. If I had to do it over, I don't think I could do it. because you can't I, get into a Bronco. I, okay. So I'm pretty sure that I bought the thing for $4,800. Amazing. Now I shouldn't have even paid that much. Because knowing what I know now, I would have known the places to look for and would have known that, oh, this thing's got a lot more rust than I than it looks. Mm-hmm. Because one of the previous owners, not the guy I bought it from, I think somebody else, had done a really good do- job of doing some fiberglass sheeting and some Bondo work and everything. And at the time, I, just, I was just uneducated. Right. And I just didn't know enough of where to look and and the telltale signs of that. So I, I should have probably paid less for it. But I paid forty eight hundred dollars and I probably put about fifteen thousand dollars into it. Wow. Um, You're that, in a little bit different both, though, because you could sell that,
2: I believe, okay. Okay. Well, For much Today. more than that. Today. Today. Yeah. But
1: for a while there, it was, I probably only would have broken even. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I got it appraised, it, it pretty much appraised right at what I had in it, including buying it. So I, I had to get it appraised to get the special, you know, uh, stated amount of uh, insurance on it. So, Josh, you got to look into that too, man. I already get, did it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, if you have an old car or a car that you put a lot of modifications to, then you guys know what I'm talking about. You got to do like stated value different insurance. But so I had to have it appraised and appraised for pretty much right what I had in it. But now I think I feel fairly confident that I I think I could probably sell it for like 35, yep. maybe 40 on a good day if I fixed a few things. Mm-hmm. So it's got some problems that I, agree, I man. need Broncos, I need to address.
0: Broccos are red hot right now. Um,
1: yeah, just, maybe maybe five years from now, maybe they won't be. So I, I don't, I'm not really sure. Now.
0: Yep, they go in cycles.
1: Yeah, yep. but as for right now, I mean it's it's a decent investment.
0: All right, so let's go around and get to some immediate needs for each of the cars. Just a couple things, known issues that that we need to get addressed. So. Who wants to go first? Dave's like,
2: where do I start? Yeah, where do I start? So it doesn't run. It. Um, my dad bought it when I was 15, I think. And so I don't know how old I am now, but we've had it for, you know, well over, what, 20 years. And so since the beginning, it's never run quite right. It's never idled well. It's been looked at, I don't know how many times. Nobody's ever been really able to fix it. And so once it's running, I know it's not going to idle well. And that's the biggest thing that's always kind of bothered me with it is, You know you're sitting at the stoplight and you've got to keep kind of your foot on the gas or it's going to go you know it's is it carbureted it's not it's fuel injected so uh yeah a little bit it's a lot newer than tim's it's fuel injected it has you know abs up front uh it's got power windows so some of those creature comforts but again it doesn't run okay so (laughs) number one is to get get the thing started get it moving i'd like to get the idle fixed uh, but then it needs everything. It needs new wheels and tires. It needs new paint job.
1: Didn't I ask you if any of the previous mechanics had looked at it when your dad had it, if any of them had replaced the fuel filter? No. So I think it's either the fuel
2: filter or the fuel pump. That, that, I that's had, what I think
1: is going my on. My old Bronco 2 was running like absolute garbage. And I was thinking, oh, man, this something serious is wrong. It was the fuel filter. Yeah. It was just starving for fuel, Hmm. and that's what was making it. I mean, literally, your issue could surely, surely, all those mechanics. Maybe they were just trying to take your dad for uh, some dollars, but it could have very well just been the fuel filter.
2: It could have been. Once we get it running, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a lot. I'm not gonna say a lot of work, but I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and figure out what's going on with it. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. Once you do get it running, I got some thoughts on that Bronco (laughs) because I think you need to take out the entire interior. and you need to bedline the whole thing. So I have I have vision. I have a very
2: clear vision for what I want to do, and it does entail turning it into kind of a beach cruiser, right? So, so
0: let's, yes. let's get it. We'll do oh, that yes, yes, as yes. the next stage. Okay,
1: is. Josh, what, what do you got to do to get yours right. uh, up and running? So
0: like I said, mine runs, and it cranks pretty well. I just figured out I need a new, new battery. Looked at the date. It, it dies after a couple of days if you don't touch it, So and it's the battery's like five years old or something. So um, it's time to go. I rebuilt the carb, which I'd never done before. Slapped it back on there, and it cranked right up so i didn't screw that oh,
1: up i had not heard this um, yet nice
0: yeah i've been having it running out there now getting it idling and doing that it, it's like witchcraft um every forum i've read volumes of information on how to tweak the manual choke See, and all that stuff and just when i think i understand it i screw some setting up like there are no instructions that exist on the internet there's no hands manual for my thing, carburetor right? that's like Set this screw here when the uh choke is open this far. Like there's none of that stuff. Right. Like there people say they're like, read this document, and it's like it's it's this is a this
1: is a crazy. disadvantage. I was talking to Josh. Like our age group just does not have a comp- solid comprehension of how carburetors work. Right. Well, we just, we came up we came up when
2: yeah. you know f- fuel injected cars were you know that's kind of a new thing uh,
1: every car that we touched had a computer yeah. right yeah so and we
2: couldn't really work on them to the extent that our yeah. dads and grandfathers now did now the, the the couple evenings I've spent over the hood here
0: I'm learning what certain tweaks do cuz I mean it is it is a very simple but sophisticated instrument and it does different things when it's cold. There are certain settings you can right. do, and when it's warm, there are only certain settings you can do. So you can't get it all right in one go. So um, I'm having a heck of a time with that. Um, it does run though, and but I need I still need to change plugs and wires. A lot of guys on the internet say, you know, if you're fiddling with your carb and just can't get it right, and you know, like it's rebuilt properly, like there's there's probably it's probably something else because the, they so the, their point was the carburetor so simple. Um, but if you're if you can get it running, then check these other things, too. So it needs plugs and wires. It needs an oil change. I need to flush the coolant. Those are the big things. And like Dave, I just want it running and reliable because like the first day I got it, I took it to QT and it stranded me. Yeah. But I mean, luckily, it's an old truck. It's, yeah. it's
2: not going to you're not going to be able to set your watch. Strained, yeah, it. I had
0: to I had to push it, which I can do. I figured <laughs> out I had to push it to the pump. It was out of gas, Um, (laughs) but I'm glad I drove it there. Uh, So anyway, those are the the big things. The simple
1: DIY tweak. It needs a tune
0: up. It needs a tune up.
1: Yeah, and when we say tune up, we actually mean it because it's an old truck. That's right. I'm going to tune that car. And and he's going to tune it up. All right, Tim. Anything?
0: Any known issues right now with your car?
1: Oh yeah, I've got some issues. So pretty much everywhere it can leak, it's kind of leaking. And I think a lot of it has to do with it just sitting for a really long time. So one of the biggest leaks that it has is the main seal between the transmission and the transfer case. So transmission fluid will actually go and dump into the transfer case. It's crazy. I've got these pans sitting up underneath it and I call it its bed pans (laughs) because it just catches all the transmission fluid. So essentially every time I get it out, I usually have to kind of top it off with transmission fluid. And you know, it's leaking a little bit of oil, not that bad, but it's also got a power steering It leaks leak.
2: like it like the old man that it is.
1: Yeah, I mean it really does. So it's got weak bladder. Those are those are like the major issues, but I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean it's got a couple little like rust things kind of creeping back in, but nothing major really. Okay. It wouldn't take a whole lot to get it back up where I want it to go and I I've been wanting to put a back seat in it I've got the original like stock back seat but it's brown and ugly and it had already been recovered and I I want I think I want to just do like an aftermarket seat in it too and then like maybe putting like a new roll cage in it because the one in it I don't like okay so Dave what
0: are your next like once you get it sorted out what's the what what are the next like realistic things you'd like to do to your to your vehicle
2: first thing that i'm going to do uh are wheels and tires and a suspension lift on it not going to jack it up but it, it it rides like it's you know a low rider from 1990 okay <laughs> so it needs a little bit of a lift on it you're going to do a body lift as well no, i'm going to do i'm going to um, possibly um i haven't decided exactly but i think i'm going definitely want to beef up the suspension gotta beef it up a little bit probably a four inch lift wheels and tires and then four uh, inch yep, that's significant. Yep, yep, yep uh and then we're gonna it's a big
0: car he's and got it, the it's big a big bronco. it's the
2: big bronco so it needs i think they just they sat too low from the from the factory um so yeah wheels tires and lift and then it's got the paint is so bad on it it's got to get painted but that's that's probably going to be the last thing that happens because that's going to be the big ticket item i think like tim mentioned um, so if you get in it now, it smells like a boat cause it's been sitting, you know. Oh
1: yeah. I told you that. Yeah.
2: It's just been sitting there and it's just all
1: mildewy.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's nasty. It needs to be cleaned up. Uh, but I think what I'm going to do, so the top of, I think all Broncos come off. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mine does yours does. And yeah, the, the one in the middle the second generation does as well. So I think I'm going to take the top off and I'm going to get a soft, a soft top for the, for the back, but I'm just going to turn it into a, like I said, a beach cruiser, probably rhino line the interior i haven't yeah 100 decide I, don't, I want it to be i don't want it to be a complete you know thing you just kick around but i do want it to be a little bit more utilitarian okay yeah.
0: and i like i sent dave uh i saw on amazon i'd heard of the product before herculiner oh yeah um it's it's a roll-on bed liner basically and it's diy and i mean if you go on amazon it's thousands of reviews like highly rated and look really, really good and i went on youtube and saw guys Our doing it raptor liner i think is another one okay they i mean the results are look amazing yeah. they they look like you know a 700 whatever you pay to have someone spray in your bed so that's one of my items too is just because my bed's ugly it's been patched i don't care i want it rugged so yeah herculiner one of mine um I'd like to replace the rear bumper. It's got just a the very basic bumper. Some of those trucks came with a more beefy step bumper with yeah. kind of like the
2: um, the bumper on it is weird. Like it looks like it couldn't it's, take. It's
0: you can buy that bumper for like fifty five bucks from Summit Racing. Okay. I think so. Um, but yeah, I want one with a step bumper. I've already sourced some like up in Jasper, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of those. Uh, it doesn't have the original tailgate. I'd like the original tailgate because I like the stamped letters. Yeah, those me are too. hard to find though. I want a '69 grill instead of the '72 grill that I have. I'm basically turning it into a different. Truck.
2: I would love but, to do that with mine are, as well. These yeah. are
0: things that are cheap. The parts are all interchangeable. No, They're not that cheap, but the parts are interchangeable. Um, that's why they're real on the realistic list. Um, yeah, I want wheels and tires. That's about it.
1: Okay. So what are those dream things that you want to do to this truck?
0: Yeah. So the things I just mentioned are kind of next step I'd really like to do. They're not going to break the bank. Um, the dream things are a little bit of a lift. I'm still, it's four wheel drive, but I am not into like, like I mentioned in the Bronco podcast, I'm not into like jacked up four wheel drive trucks. Right. I, I want a really close to factory stance. Um, So I might level it out because it it bulldogs a little bit like it came from the factory, like the back end sits up a little higher, which is fine. Um, But so that might be one. A full paint job would be the next one. And then maybe like a big boy engine or at least... A three hundred two, but a real one that's got some performance mods on it. Yeah. First, I want to do.
2: I'd like to do some burnouts in that thing first, though. Just take it out. Just just. rag the engine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, listeners, uh, hopefully you guys have got a solid idea of our old trucks because we're going to be talking about our old trucks and what we've been doing to them on future episodes. But we wanted to give you a background of what we've got, what we've done to it, what we're working on, what we hope to do to our trucks, and give our instagram a follow because that's usually where you know on our stories and that sort of thing of where we post some of these more personal things of what we're doing to our own trucks and so and houses yeah and houses for sure josh has been posting tons of stuff about uh bathroom he just ripped out and is redoing so check that out for sure we will be back after the break i've got the bonus segment this week guys so uh here we go buckle up Community, craftsmanship, and adventure. Those three words can sum up one of our new show sponsors, Alpine Leather Co. They make handcrafted leather goods right here in the foothills of the North Georgia Mountains. Now, you guys who are longtime listeners may have heard us talk about the term handcrafted and how it's just kind of tossed around by a lot of companies and doesn't really mean a whole lot. Not so with Alpine Leather Co. In fact, I've been to their shop and watched Nate, one of the owners, make something right in front of my eyes, handcrafted for sure. So if you like high-quality, built-to-last leather goods, then go to their website and check out the amazing products that they're creating at alpineleather.co. And for being a You Can Man listener, we've even got a special promo code for you guys, which will give you 10% off at checkout. Just use the code no spaces. You can man at checkout and while you're at it check out their Instagram at Alpine Leather Co All right, guys, welcome back. I've got the bonus segment this week It's not an old man topic, but it is about an old man. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of George hood George hood. No, I'm gonna say no. Okay Okay Have you ever heard about a guy that broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest held plank? Oh, (laughs) when was this? This year. Earlier this year. It was in February. Oh, wow. No, haven't heard this story. Okay, so this was George Hood. He did it pre-COVID. Good for him. 62-year-old Marine Corps veteran. There's something about old men because my dad can plank
2: forever, too. He can plank for like five minutes. It's weird.
1: Okay, now... Your dad's a marine, though. Oh, yeah. well. So is this guy. He was. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. yeah, veteran Marine Corps and former DEA agent. Okay. I think he did something else too. Uh, he was born again hard. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> post, yeah. I'm gonna post some links to like some further reading because I'm not gonna get into all the details of what this guy's done. However, you guys, in any kind of guess as to how long? <sighs> now we'll say he he had a he had he held the previous record. Oh wow. Um, so he's I think, in,
0: so he's into it.
1: I think he said it back in 2011 for only like an hour or something or other. Maybe, maybe people more than just an hour, okay. people hadn't just hadn't maybe tried it yet. I, I think that's kind of the the guess. I'm, I'm that, that feels
0: like 2011. That feels like when Plankin got hot, maybe that first time. You remember that? Okay, right. but
1: then he got bested like okay. crazy, bested by this uh, Chinese guy, and I've actually got his name. So George Hood, he previously held the record 2011. Okay, I've got my notes here. An hour and 20 minutes. So that's what he did previously, 2011. But he lost it to an eight hours. Okay, so that was... Hold on. That's the number I had in my mind was eight hours. Okay, he lost it to an eight hours, one minute, and one second set by Mao Weedong from China in 2016. All right. Now, old George Hood, he wasn't having any of that. So he went from an hour to eight, like eight plus? (laughs) Okay. How do you do that? There's lots of training in the midst of all this. He probably of this. worked up to it. But what is, what is y'all's guess as to what his new world record was set earlier this year in February?
2: 68 hours.
1: <laughs> uh, I think he 16? went. 16? Is he like in the. No, row? I think no, he no. went like nine. No. nine, nine he hours. went eight hours, 15 minutes, and 15 okay. seconds. Okay. Now, that was the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, it is reported that he did another record that was like 10 hours and something, but it wasn't officiated by the Guinness Book of World Records. So wow. I don't know. Under what body of authority okay. that was tested? <laughs> but apparently, could vouch for him. apparently, he did that. So he uh, planned for like a work day.
2: I mean, an entire work day Yeah, one of the articles Man.
1: I was reading was like giving all of these examples of what you could have done during, sure. during this time. Set so a
0: world record is what you could have done.
1: And s- something that was kind of neat, he did it in uh, in support of veterans' mental health. Nice. And he did it at a gym that is specifically um, supports mental health awareness through. Physical activity. Okay. They kind of use working out as a way to combat mental illness, which is like one of the best ways to do that. It's a worthy cause. And uh, and in fact, I think his time had something to do with that. Like he wanted to, um, that's right. The gym is called like 515. So he wanted to make sure he did like 15 minutes and 15 seconds or something like that. Okay. If you think about what does it take to prepare for something like this? I mean- you guys have any clue? First of all, how, how long have you can you guys hold a plank? Have you tested Oh, this? I'd say
0: three to four minutes. For I,
1: I can't do three to four <laughs> minutes. I've tried it before, and uh, it's tough,
2: man. I mean, I've never trained doing planks. I've never right. had those in my workout routine, so I'm not very good at them. But, you know, I was like, man, all these yoga chicks, they do it. I can do it. And those things are tough. Yeah, it's they not really easy. are.
1: One really interesting thing, he said, when he first started, like, I guess it was kind of like the first time he had ever tried planking, he lasted five minutes. Hmm. So that That's just kind of, I mean, that goes to show you, like, think about how much training went in into this. It's pretty incredible. I mean, did I, I'm I, did I mention how old he is yet? 62. 60-7. 62, 62. Okay, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, Hood completed 674,000 sit-ups and 270,000 push-ups and endured more than 2,100 hours of planking in preparation for the recent attempt. This guy did hours of planking every single day. That's got to
2: be about the most boring workout. That I could think of. I mean, you don't do anything. You just sit there and he's at the have ground. A book
0: down there, yeah, or yeah. like a Kindle. You gotta be yeah, reading with so a pad. You can't be
2: sweating on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is you know, you could YouTube this, and they show clips of him breaking the record. I and, bet that's you know, raw excitement. Yeah, though. he's on, he's <laughs> on the, he's on his phone, and people are coming in and out okay, and talking okay. to him and everything. How many calories do you guys think that he burned during during the during the plank? So this was like according to his heart rate monitor and, you know, kind okay. of factoring in that. You, you guys know we'll how say these. say
2: 6,000. 6,000 calories.
1: Not quite that much. Okay. 4,252. Uh, 4, eh, not bad. But so the guy. That's a day's worth. Okay, but he only ate like a half, half a bowl of oatmeal, and uh, I don't have this on my notes, but it was not very well, much. Well, he didn't want to change up his morning routine. Well, he so also uh, doesn't
0: want to have it interrupted.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, he drank a ton of water, but he did it four hours prior to the start of the thing. So, so you can pee while you're planking. It. Yeah, true. You can just I mean, put just a bucket <laughs> down there. A bed. Technically, yeah. I guess you could, but <laughs> you there are all these people I around. I would totally so. do that. <laughs>
0: I'd oh have God. no problem <laughs> if that was going to hold me back.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd have do. no problem with that. <laughs> okay, another thing that he did because he says it's really, honestly, more of a mental game. Yeah, and you guys would probably agree. I sure. mean, sure,
2: you're just there with your emotions, and yeah. in
1: the ground. I mean, for that long, yep. It it just comes down to a to mental fortitude, right? Over in, in the end, yeah. in the end, it really does. So he did what they described as mindset coaching. Okay. Okay. And he had an actual coach that walked him through these practices that he could do with his thoughts mm. to endure something like this. So, one of the things that this mindset coach told him in training and during the competition was to have him visualize that he was a tree and that his roots ran deep. Through the earth. See, that, this is why I'll never break this record. I'm
2: not going to be doing that. I'd be like, nah, you lost me, buddy. So
1: I, I don't know. He just must have taken his mind somewhere, imagining himself as a tree with deep, deep roots. And he just wasn't just anchored
0: uh, in the ground there. See, he I'm was curious.
1: Anchored in the ground. What are the rules? Are he, is he allowed
2: to move his roots? You know, throughout the day, and you know, kind of stretch an arm, and can you know, can you
1: yeah, break contact? I don't the ground? know. Now, this was. I will say, this was a low plank, which is on your elbows. There is mm-hmm. a high plank, which is like a push-up That's position. That's the one I'm going for. Okay, mm-hmm. and then there's also a side plank, but th- so his specific side. one <laughs> was. A low plank. Yeah, so and you're his, at
2: your toes and your, and your yes,
1: forms and elbows. Yes, yeah. and his elbows started bleeding like four hours into this. Well, you have to know that's going to happen. So he was also bleeding there you go. for the last, you know, four hours of this. Wow. So, yeah, incredible story. It just goes to show, because I often think I'm old. Like, I can't. I'm 39. Yeah. I just think, like, is it's over. This dude was 62. Yeah. 62. Broke the record. And he broke this record. Now, he's not stopping there. His next record that he would like to break is the push up record within 60 minutes. Well, and for it, his age or forever? No. No. Oh, my god. This is for, for everybody. What's so the record? The record is currently held by Carlton Williams from Australia, who at 52. Wasn't Carlton Williams in the Fresh Prince of Bel- <laughs> Yes, it was. <laughs> right. He did 2,682 push-ups in 60 minutes in 2017. Yeah, that's so old George pretty George Hood is currently training, apparently, to break that record. You can do it, George. We believe in you. That's interesting.
0: I yeah, mean, this these, is a these true guys fifty and fifty and older. They put their mind to it, and they make it happen.
1: Old man strength, man. That, so, that's that's what it is. We need to get fortitude. George on the on the podcast. We should We need to talk oh, to him. We he Should
0: would, he would have some issues with us? <laughs> yeah, he, he would give would. us the what for.
1: <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, what a great you can man story. If you wanna, if you want to plank for eight hours, you can, man. Yeah, that's you right. just gotta have old man strength and mental toughness. You know, do several hundred thousand crunches you know that's all that's all it takes all right guys that's it for this show this week we will catch you guys next time make sure to check out our facebook group page and until then we'll catch you next time